0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast where we look at everything outside of the moves and the competitions and try to dive a little bit deeper. It's about history, mentality, and connecting the dots between the dance and the other aspects of our lives. Today on the podcast, we talk with the mind behind Circle Kings, The Concrete Jam, one of the best hosts in the world, and a true man of the culture, Amjad from $7 Crew. We get into his and $7 Origins, Switzerland hip-hop and being a hub for European hip-hop, how Circle Kings started and wide-ended, and why The Concrete Jam was the future for him, and so much more. It was a true honor to have him share his knowledge and experience on the podcast. Amjad is in my opinion one of the important voices in our community to have as he speaks for the culture, the underground, and the rebellious spirit of breaking in hip-hop. From true hip-hop jams with no competition to the biggest competitions in the world, if Amjad is there you know it's legit. Hope you enjoy the talk. Peace. So we're here with the legendary Amjad, a <laughs> real, real honor to have you here on the podcast. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to to do this and share all your knowledge and experience. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Yes. Cool. I'm yeah. really down. Looking forward. i try yeah. to find the right position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Amjad is co-founder of $7. Uh, founder of Circle Circle Kings and Concrete Jam, two of the kind of legendary jams. At least Circle Kings is super legendary, and Concrete Jam is the newer one, right? new yeah. One. Newer,
2: like maybe it's the thirteen years now. <laughs>
1: okay, not new at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, it's less uh, it's less appealing to people because. It's, uh, you know, it's outdoor, people Mm. break on the concrete. Some people are not ready to be that real, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, So I want to get into that later. But for anyone who maybe doesn't know who you are, do you mind just going into a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah,
0: so
2: um, I started breaking in 98 but i was already in the hip-hop world through basketball Mm -hmm. so i was uh, playing a lot and then i was also doing skateboard and there was always run dmc and 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 rap music during street balls games that Mm -hmm. we were uh, competing and then at some point i switched to breaking because uh, basketball was uh, It was not uh, as good as when I was younger, you know? When you Mm. go to the adult team, then it's more pressure, more like uh, whack stuff to do, like uh, eating with people you don't like, you know, before you were winning with your friends and now you're with adults. So it wasn't that fun. So I switched to breaking Mm. and graffiti and all the hip hop elements. And then it really fits me because I'm an artistic guy. so. Mm-hmm. It was cool to to dig deep into those elements because basketball, you can be creative. It's super mm-hmm. fun, but it's still uh, really sport oriented. You know.
0: Mm. And yeah.
2: then after <clears throat> uh, we were all with the same people all the time from when I was really young at school. So I, I knew my crew from when I was uh, 13, 14 years old
1: this and is seven dollars
2: yeah exactly we wow. we practiced together but before we were doing skateboards then we had a huge place where we had beds and the playstation uh, and a floor to break and a trampoline and all that stuff and then we weren't really serious about one thing we were just having fun doing many things and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then the years we became more and more focused with breaking Mm-hmm. So actually, we founded the crew with the name only in after 2000. But but we were already together uh, practicing, having fun before. So mm-hmm. so the name and the crew became later just before we were just nothing, just a bunch of friends. It mm-hmm. was a crew without a name.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like I mean. a like a real kind of real crew. That's like your friends, ah, yeah, of you know.
2: Yeah. And nice. we were going on surf trip together, and and going uh, graffiti and parties and everything, you know. And after we we moved together in the same flat. So it was the seven dollar crib. <laughs> so it's a really tight crew, and we were like, we never. Oh, we need this guy in our crew because he has power. Right, <laughs> it right. Was more like oh, it's so cool. We feel like. He's a brother now. So when you feel one guy is a brother, then he becomes part of the crew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, kind of the real essence of, uh, of a crew, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's uh, the difference between crew and team, you know? Team, mm-hmm. they assemble to win something for a goal. Mm. And a real crew is more like, I got your back for life. Yeah. You got my back for life. And, and I keep follow your art now, even my, like, Cash lives in Sweden. Some other members lives in other places.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We still maintain contact and share because we have the same roots, you know, mm-hmm. inside.
1: Yeah. Um, what's the What's the background behind like the name Seven Dollars?
2: Ah, it's the just the the toy movie, you know, like Breaking Eighty Four
0: mm-hmm. with okay. Turbo and
2: Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So we had uh, in our place that we rented, we had uh, many uh, movies, you know, mm-hmm. because we were, before the internet era, we needed to have some tapes. Yeah. So yeah. We, we had the Radiotron tape. We had, um, and every time we go to a jam, one guy has to buy one tape. So we had the Storm tape. And then one guy found, oh, I have this tape breaking 84. So I watched it, and and there's this famous scene where Tubo and Ozone are in the dance studio, mm-hmm. and they start dancing with the girls and breaking, which is totally our style. And then the 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 studio owner comes and say, "Hey, you bunch of monkeys with your uh, you know your monkey dance, just go away." And the guy say, "Turbo said, you owe me seven dollars, man. What for?" And all the older girls look, like, oh, "What for?" And then he goes back in the moonwalk to teach you how to dance, sucker. <laughs> we <we're> like,
0: "Wow, <laughs> shit."
2: And because we were dancing, and other, other crews or other groups were um, doing break dance, so we were like, "Oh, show me that! Yeah, I can give you seven dollars to teach you how to dance." And then always saying right. that, that's that's that that uh, that sentence, and then it becomes the oh man, seven dollars crew, okay, perfect, let's go.
1: Yeah, I think that's some kind of like something that's sort of lost these days. Is that sort of I don't know, like, the attitude from the 80s and the 70s, and, and it just doesn't really exist so much now.
2: Yeah, I think it exists in some underground parts. Yeah, some places, uh, yeah. It depends who teach you how to break, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We were lucky that the guy that teaches us how to break was into hip-hop, like German hip-hop, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And German hip-hop means, like, graffiti, Means uh, dress fresh means you mm-hmm. know like it's uh, different roots, but if you like the kids of my city now, they are into those elements because we teach them. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, a break dancer teaching you uh, moves, and just like okay, we go to practice, we stretch, we break, and you go home, mm-hmm. then of course it becomes their uh, base. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it depends uh, who teach who. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really important point, culture, passing on tradition.
2: Exactly, not through YouTube tutorials, but more to living humans, you know, (laughs) we practice, then we go to the lake, swim, then we go drink a beer and hit pizza and talk about many subjects.
1: Yeah, that's something that I want to ask you about later. like just the importance of, you know, like culture and promoting the, the culture side of hip hop and that kind of thing um but while we're kind of on your background i want to ask you a little bit about like switzerland switzerland breaking hip-hop history and and like you know who were the people that inspired you or what were the things that inspired you that kind of thing and you can also talk about maybe even the european scene if that is also
2: yeah i think that we were super lucky that switzerland is in the middle of europe Mm-hmm. So we're in the middle of two, two, three good countries, you know, like France, Italy, <clears> and Germany. And when Rock City started their Euro tour, they were in Paris, they stayed long, and then in, in, in the UK and in Germany. And then those three countries with Italy were really strong, you know, when uh, breaking arrived in 82. So they were already good. And where is the meeting point for all those three countries? Switzerland! Right. Because in, in the middle. So we had this place called La Coupole de Bien where all those people like Maurizio from France, uh, Storm from Germany, actual forest from from France, they they were coming to Switzerland to because we were organizing good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So we witnessed that, you know. I witnessed some ciphers with Maurizio, Swift Rock, Storm um and it was like uh okay this is okay i understand what it is you know because when the people used to come to those jams they took the train they they were bombing everywhere it's like like, just destroy the city Mm -hmm. and that's the environment that we had and and when storm used to come to the jam he had tapes so we were dealing tapes like vhs just to get some knowledge and we were ready to travel because we were so hungry for knowledge. You take the car, go like super far away, just because we, this one guy is here for one week and we want to speak to him and dance with him. And so we can learn a bit, you know. It was more like chasing information and knowledge than anything, you know, back then.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the people that influenced us is, a. uh, uh I would say the European scene is uh, Swift Rock has major impact with his uh, tape, right. Storm. Of course, the footwork essentials yeah. section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now when you see it, like, because like we spend so much time watching it. Right. And also uh, Radio uh, the Battle um, Renegades versus Thailand. Right, and- right.
1: The checkered floor, kind of. Exactly. Kinda
2: yeah. Everyone knows that one. Yeah. Um, Still to this day, when we see that the, the check like, Radio Trump, floor, bro.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I think that's what everyone calls it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always heard about, you know, like in the US, it blew up in the 80s and then it died out and then but during that time, it went over to Europe and Asia. And it was really like, in particular, a lot of the European dancers that kind of kept it alive and, and allowed it to kind of like be reborn in the U.S. or become cool again in the U.S., like Storm my, my social, one of the essential. My social that,
2: right? analysis is that the U.S. were the arrow of style, you know, so mm-hmm. but they always have to do something different mm-hmm. because everything is played out fast mm-hmm. uh, in the U.S.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But in Europe, we are more about the culture. So mm-hmm. when something you really like, okay, I go deep and I stay. This is my lifestyle for life. Hmm. So actually we are more like the glue and we are more like the U.S. are more discovering um, new stuff
0: hmm.
2: and then, okay. Um, oh, now I've seen it. What's next? But we, we are not like this. When we hmm. like something, we keep it true to ourselves and we don't want to stick to that, you know? So that's why when it arrives in Europe, it never died. Like, he, there, there's always some phase like this, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they were super strong at it because they thought also in the US they were strong. And when they came back, Storm and Swift, they were in New York, and then Crazy Legs was uh, giving classes in uh, fitness. And there was only a few people, like Quick Step and a few others, but really, really a few. Everybody was like, oh, The trend is over. It's out, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to Mm -hmm. be played out.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I think that's a really accurate way of thinking, looking at the history. Like uh, the U.S. U.S. is very what's next, innovate, find a new thing, find a new cool trend. Yeah. But you can see it. You can see it with uh, like even just European architecture. And there's such a strong history in Europe you know, that goes back like thousands of years and uh, I know the history in in North America, U.S. is not the same, but it's a lot younger. But I see what you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to talk to you about uh, since we're talking about just origins and history and stuff, I really want to ask you about like the origins of Circle Kings and after that. Concrete Jam, yeah, how they got started. So
2: this, the origin of what?
1: Of Circle Kings.
2: The, oh, ah, ah, okay, okay, yeah. Actually, <clears throat> so we with my crew, we started to dance more and more. And we were like, OK, now we are ready to compete. But we took us like four or five years practicing before we were like, OK, I want to dance. And then when we were able to start a dance, when we go to to competition or jams we were like, oh, fuck. I don't like who is winning, you know? (laughs) I think they are fucking whack. They have no style. I don't like it. And we were disappointed to many events. And there was two options. Or you quit breaking Mm
0: -hmm.
2: because you don't feel like uh, it's appealing anymore. Mm -hmm. Or you did what I did. I said to my crew, oh, fuck. If I do a jam, it's gonna be the perfect jam, you know, because I know everything what they do wrong, you know, and I will do the best one. Ah, you talk, so you just do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. So I link with the guy that uh, has a like organization, and I said, okay, I want to do this, and uh, I did it. Uh, I did Circle Kings, which was the exact event that I wanted to attend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So actually, I did everything I do because it's it was lacking, you know. Mm-hmm. So I invite a rock city crew, which was actually Skill Methods, Technique, and Luigi. Uh, from all the cool guys that never wins before, mm-hmm. but for me they were the best, you know, because my favorites always lose in quarterfinal, semifinal, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. because of those judges, you know. And who is winning? Oh, shit, it's uh, people I don't like, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: They are good moves, but no grooves, no charisma, no style. Yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I choose the judge carefully and I said, "Oh, what do I like in jumps? Yeah, I like the before battles, you know, when the um, people just dance for free. Ah, so I'm going to last this for a long time, you know, make it last um, for a really long time so people can really have fun. Mm-hmm. It, so it was a basic two-on-two because I wanted to write a uh, crew and not uh, one-on-one. So, with my budget, the best to have a crew is two people like this. You only have two flights. <laughs> I, I choose November because the flights were super cheap because it's in between the season, mm-hmm. and also I hate November. I'm a sunny guy, you know, or really winter. But the mm. in between, I hate it. Oh, if I do a jam in. November, and maybe November is going to become cool, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did it, and the first edition was um, sold out. Like, people had to wait for people to leave, to get in. And because I was raising the VHS tape, so I said, okay, we have to do a DVD. So we did a DVD and then it just exploded from there because mm-hmm. many people were feeling the same as me, but they did nothing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, oh yeah, this jam is the real because we, I feel those guys are the truth, you know, like the guys that were in semifinal, in final and everything. And many of the b-boys there, they blew up because before they were like regular people. And they became star after Circle Kings because it was a major platform for them to showcase themselves. Mm-hmm. So I did this for many years. I tried to change all the time to make it perfect. My goal was always looking for the perfect jam, like the, you know, Salsonic Force looking for the perfect beats. But it was perfect jam. And then at some point, I realized that if i go deep inside me i want hip hop to be outdoor because breaking started in the streets then we put it back in studios and on stage and i think it's way more pure when you took it back to the streets so i was like ah, i need to do an outdoor jam you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: with graffiti with the um, live band with oh, okay and i I started the concrete jam in 2008 or nine, something like this. Mm -hmm. So I had the two jam in parallel and actually I was almost starting to like more the outdoor jam because Mm -hmm. I feel it's pure to dance uh, with the sky is the roof. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And at some point I felt like my goal was uh, reach with Circle Kings because now the people that I made the focus on were invited everywhere. They start winning jam because judging changed their standards. And, uh, many people were starting to do the same with the, with the same, uh, guest that I have. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, mission complete. Now I can close the chapter like flow one, three times. And I said to myself when I started, OK, the first one to win three times after I'm done, you know. Hmm. So it was perfect ending. And my last message to the world with Circle Kings was at the end when instead of having a competition in the ciphers, I took people to make exhibition battles.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, the, the last one you did that, right?
2: Exactly, because <clears throat> I don't think breaking should be judged. Mm-hmm. I think breaking should be appreciated for what it is. But you will never have a competition in the museum. Oh, let's do Van Gogh versus uh, Picasso. Let's go.
0: Yeah. You How can you just go judge?
2: you watch? And you're like, oh, shit, I like it. Oh, I, l- yeah. I like this, you know? Yeah. So I just do showcase battle. And in those showcase battle, the two crews that stood out was FloMo and Roughneck Attack. So I made a last exhibition with them. And I was talking to the crew, and I was like, "Man, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say there's One guy, that one crew that won, or the others? They both won. You know, it's like the message is like, who do you think win? Ah, yeah, so he win, no problem. You don't need judges to tell you what you should like, because mm-hmm. you shouldn't like the winner. You should like the people that you like. You know? Yeah. So that was my message, but. But nobody, nobody did it. There's still competition.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, you know, I'm speaking from my own experience, like seeing I'm, I'm unlucky that I never actually got the chance to go to Circle Kings, but I know a bunch of people that, that did and I always checked out the battles and it was a huge inspiration on, on us and our crew and I think even Rory and our crew through Circle Prince qualifier in Vancouver. So yeah. we got to kind of experience at least some sense of what Circle Kings is like. And, you know, after doing that scene, that kind of prelim, the way that it works, there's no way that there is no way that you should do it any other way. <laughs> like it's that's the only yeah. way to do a prelim.
2: But it's funny because at some point I had 23 countries doing qualifier. Mm-hmm. So it was like a almost a huge empire, mm. uh, like the Red Bull BC1 ciphers before the Red Bull BC1 ciphers, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, it's funny that after, nobody kept this format. Ah, let's do cipher qualification and then let's battle, you know. Yeah. Because many people, they ask me, oh, can I do this? But I don't want to bite. I say, yeah, man, bite. <laughs> bite what's good. It's not. Um, it's just organization, you know. It's not uh, a move that I create, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, it never, it never really, ne- nobody Nobody never it caught anymore. on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, actually, I... when you watch prelims, it's super boring to watch prelims.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So now I make people pay to do prelims. Like they have to pay seven dollars. <laughs> like. Mm. Ah, maybe I'm not ready I don't do it because it's our time to you have to watch this shit, you know like yeah, what yeah. for yeah. nothing you know and mm-hmm. they for them this generation now for my time if I do prelims I'm ready
0: mm-hmm.
2: I have a chance to to go far but if I'm not ready it's a shame to do prelims but it changed I, I think maybe in 2010 people were like ah I did the prelims Check my round and it was a pride, you know. And that makes uh, the jam longer, boring, and uh, people are tired, you know. So if you kept the qualification in the ciphers, then it's okay, you know. Like the work crews, you watch them, okay, ugly, okay. Oh, this guy is good. This guy is good. And then finally, it's okay, you know.
1: Yeah, it's efficient because everyone's going at the same time, it's super efficient. Yeah. Yeah, the only the only drawback that I ever saw with it is like, because the judges were secret, right? At least in the beginning.
2: No. No, yet. people know who they I, are. I, I didn't want people to, To I, I want people to be free. So mm-hmm. to free them, it's better if they don't know who the judges are. But yeah. if you are a bit clever, you knew it was uh, all the $7 were the judges, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like there was no there was no real secret.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you know, people can still game the system. And they, if they know the judges who the judges are, they won't dance unless the judges are there. But I think exactly. in general, you know, with that format, it just encourages people to just get down and and have fun, exactly. like you said. Yeah.
2: And, and when you have like real prelims,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so you go to the gym with your backpack, then you put your knee pads on you stretch oh they call my name you go you do one round you shit yourself in your pants then oh we're not qualified so you everything all the trips for one round yeah that's that's super whack
0: yeah so
2: if you go and you have cypher prelims then you have chance to dance a lot you meet people you check styles uh and you have more chance more rounds mean more chance to warm up get good and more chance to showcase yourself to the judges mm-hmm. and even if you lose you're happy you know
0: yeah
1: exactly a lot. yeah i think it's a great system that i, I really yeah. wish that more people would pick it up but uh, yeah, i i went i did go to one jam in japan where they did that style yeah and it was the best one of the best jams that i've been to in japan yeah yeah, um but like you said, it's it's. People get a chance to to do to dance for whatever however many hours it is that you do the pre yeah. It
2: was uh, I don't know around three, three yeah, four I, hours. Yeah, and you don't need to dance all the time. But if you yeah. If you have an impact and people like it's easy to see you know like, because when the cipher get thicker, it means there's mm-hmm. good people you know. Mm-hmm. So the cipher was, there's nobody, you don't really need to check know.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's hard for people who have never been in those kind of situations or been in those kind of circles, ciphers, to understand, like, there's an energy that you feel when you, when you step up, even if you're just watching it, you know, Exactly. it's, it's an incredible feeling. And then if you have the skills and the confidence to go in and, and test yourself in that in that environment, you know, it's it's like a drug almost sometimes. Yeah. You, just wanna, yeah, you just yeah, keep it doing it more and but, more.
2: But, you know, even even <clears throat> my even my my message got uh, taken wrong because at, uh, in 2008. People start to be aggressive, like they were like, oh, I have to dance the cypher to be uh, cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh fuck! I destroyed the cipher that I like because before only people who liked were ciphering, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and now even the toys they wanted to cipher because it was cool.
0: Yeah. So
2: I witnessed some people pushing around. There was no cipher etiquette, you know, because they they were not born in those ciphers. Mm -hmm. It was new to them, and they think they have to be cocky or. Yeah. Or throw some dicks all the time and, and dance two people together and everything all over. So I had to, in 2008, it was a bit boring. I had to stop the music like maybe four four times, say, okay, guys, the judging also watch your behavior in the cipher, you know? So keep calm, no problem, just mm-hmm. dance for fun. And uh, if you push people or anything, we not going not to be taken on mm-hmm. the next round you know yeah so i, I kind of destroyed the cipher at some point mm-hmm. and then it became good again in 2010 you know
1: yeah i think like you know sometimes maybe that's a a product of your own success that it became so popular you started attracting a lot more you know, different people and different skill levels and they hear about it and it yeah you know cons, you know what I happened
2: to me in IB? i was in ib at the a jam called return of the b-boy mm-hmm. which was pretty cool outdoor and everything and i was uh invited mm-hmm. so i was at i think with focus and Kid glide dancing and there's one guy was dancing at the same time as me you know like because we came at the right at the same moments inside the surfer and then he was like "Ah, yeah, ah you man okay dance i dance after yeah he started talking to me, he said, yeah, you have to come to Circle Kings one day, you will understand. And I was like, what? You're <laughs> joking. <laughs> and then focus start to laugh and everybody start to laugh. So after I call him out straight up, after he finished, I danced. I say, man, you're the biggest sucker ever. You've never been to Circle Kings, so shut the fuck up. And you know why? I stood up and it's because I am the Circle Kings. And he was like, What do you mean? I'm the fucking organizer, man. <laughs> how can you tell me I have to go to certain things to learn when you start pushing people? You know? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, Oh, sorry, sorry, man. I was like, Yeah. Shit, but that's no. a lesson
1: he's never going to forget, hopefully.
2: Yeah, but imagine <laughs> how I feel. You know, my whole message yeah, has yeah. been taken wrong. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
1: So, if you don't mind, for people who don't know, Can you do just a really, really quick breakdown of what is like a cypher etiquette to you? Really, really basic, basic Uh, first dress fresh,
2: (laughs) don't kick anybody. So try to control yourself and uh, you just uh, is never two people at the same time. Respect your guy when he's done, it's okay. you can go. But if if two guys step up at the same time, they don't need to uprock <laughs> 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 or jump all over. You just uh, one step out and then, OK, I go next. You're no problem. Yeah. Because in the cypher, there's only place for one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the one that goes, it's not the best. It's just like, OK, I go after. You can go first, no problem.
0: Yeah.
2: It's just a sharing moment. And if you battle somebody, you have to battle him clearly. And then you never jump in the cypher before you know what's up because cypher it's it's in own world mm-hmm. so sometimes we cypher top rock and one guy come uh, then straight up on the floor You're like yo man what you do we yeah. were it was a top rock cypher but so when you come to a cypher you just check a few rounds to see the vibe what's going on is there a battle can i go you know you have to wait to be approved by the people around you know like the little nod like yeah man what's up and then you can go yeah so it's all about understanding what this cipher is all about and then just respect everybody on it you know and if you somebody you don't like because he's acting stupid you just change cipher yeah so usually there's a cipher history it's pretty funny first usually there's the seven dollars because we always create our own cipher then people cool guys say oh there's a cypher so they come it's super dope and then people realize the toys that oh there's something going on there so they come they start doing one walk round two walk rounds so the cool people they, they left and the toys they don't even realize they stay and then the cool guys create another one you know so it's always like moving you know right right because If you have the magic cipher with only like dope guys, then there's like a super energy that um, vibe a lot and one guy can destroy it or a kid, you know, or a drunk Mm -hmm. guy
0: or whatever. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Those are, those are the special, the special ones though, that they just (laughs) kind of start off on the side and uh, it's not like it hasn't blown up yet. It's like those who know, know. But yeah. like I think isn't it like I think it was Ken Swift talking about like dark circles. They're just kinda like off on the side. It's not the main thing. It's not the main yeah. stage. It's just something off to the side. It's like four or five people or something. And they're yeah. just vibing out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, those are the special
2: ones. Yeah, but the problem is that nowadays like the teachers, they have good intentions saying to their students, Yeah, go dance in the cipher. Hmm. So I witness now kids that when I was their age, I was so scared. But they just go with confidence and throw dicks to adults like uh, (laughs) it's a cool thing. And you like now the kids, they destroy the cipher for me.
1: Yeah, but that's still bad teaching, right? If they're teaching the kids, it's okay to like throw dicks at (laughs) people.
2: (laughs) But bad results. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. One important thing is that on the rules that I didn't say is that if the cipher is too high level, you just don't go, you know.
1: Yeah. Well it's it's like you said, uh you gotta read the circle, right? And if you take the time to kind of just sit and Yeah, exactly. Sit and watch. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you watch ciphers before Footage, people were sometimes sitting, there's one round, they applaud And then he left and then two seconds after, "Ah, okay, okay, I go. It wasn't the rush. It wasn't um, there was a mutual respect and uh, like, oh, people were clapping. There was something, you know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah,
2: and uh, uh, it changed. Mm -hmm.
1: I think uh, I always think that one of the best ways to think about a circle is just think of it like conversation, right? It's like you don't interrupt someone when they're talking you have to know what they're talking about to join it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to see it.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, just thinking about Circle Kings and how you stopped it, you know, I, I think that's so cool that you stopped it when it was still like on a high and it never, you know, you know, there's some like TV shows or movie series and they just keep it going because they want to keep making money but then you see it just like starts to get really shitty and you know
2: yeah many many dope jams that i used to go mm-hmm. they were all like this at some point you know mm-hmm. and then i thought to myself mm, james dean is a fucking legend because he died young marilyn monroe same bob marley if If Bob Marley was here alive now, it wouldn't be the same, you know? I think Mm -hmm. to become a legend, you have to to die Hmm. tragically. So I was like, I'm going to kill Circle Kings. And people were like, you're crazy, man. (laughs) Like you have qualification in 23 countries. Like everybody wants to go and say, yeah, that's the point. Mm -hmm. If I want people to talk about Circle Kings like 20 years after, yeah. I need to stop it. And actually, I liked it because it was for a certain era. It was for b-boys that were, you know, like uh, active during 2005 to 2012. Mm-hmm. You witness it, and it's for them, you know. Yeah. Like, like if I do a jam now, Circle Kings, and none of my friends comes, but only new people that I don't know, it's it's less. It's less uh, the same, you know. Because we all grew up together, with all those crews, you know, like Asel uh, mm-hmm. Kids, FloMo, um, uh, all those crews that were always coming because they were feeling it was the right jam to go. Yeah. And it's cool that it was just for us, you know, for that generation, and now it's gone, you know. Yeah. If you missed it, you missed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a. There's something to be said about that like impermanent kind of stuff it's beautiful because it's not forever right exactly yeah yeah yeah. and i'm not
2: against doing one more circle kings
1: all right one day (laughs) when when the time is right right
2: the time is right it's like batman you know when the the (laughs) the scene needs it (laughs) it you're gonna throw in the clouds you know like the circle king sign like please
1: help I, that's one thing that I always appreciated too, is like your, the, I don't know who made it, if it was you or someone in your crew or whatever, but like the, the promos and stuff that you guys made, uh, there was one where you used like some scene from Troy, I think it was. And you're just talking about, yeah, it was like setting the scene for how, like, you know, epic this, this jam is or something, the history or whatever. And you did like little voiceovers, like to replace yeah. certain parts. Yeah. It was Yeah. And the little promos and stuff, too, that
2: you did. Yeah, I I did all the promos. (laughs) But um, I watched because I really love movie scenes. And when I watched this movie from Troy, I was like, it fits perfectly for Circle Kings, you know. Mm -hmm. If you go there, you will become a legend. But uh, you might never come back, you know. (laughs) So it's like, he has to die to be a legend. He's like, and i let that, that was the beginning of the trailer usually the trailer has to go fast and give like images mm. and i let this scene like for 46 <laughs> seconds yeah, people yeah. were like you fucking crazy man <laughs> i said yeah but have you listened <laughs> of course not i went straight to the breaking ah oh, man shut the fuck up yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but, but i'm happy like, you watched the whole thing that's the kind of stuff that like you know i think is missing from from breaking is like the you know, some people have it, like, with the character and the story and the, yeah, like, building a legend around something or whatever. Like, that's a huge part of of anything that, point. you know, like, I tell a lot of people who listen to this podcast, people, the guests and stuff. I always tell them, like, I love pro wrestling. I grew up on pro wrestling. And, like, you know, the modern wrestling now is, like, a big criticism is people just do moves and there's no... There's no character. There's no personality. There's no story going on in the ring. And it's really hard for people to get invested in something in the story, in the characters, in the wrestlers, if they don't have any like personality, if they don't have anything to like follow some journey that they're going on. It's the reason why we we like movies and books and, and things yeah. like that. You get invested in it. And it's the same, like, that's what your jam did. It was like, Telling this kind of story of what you wanted out of a jam, I guess, in a because simple way.
2: Every year it was Circle Kings, but there was a <clears throat> small name on it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: So when I did all the cipher qualification, I called it the, I don't remember what I called it, but there was the King's Return for yeah. next yeah. the edition, the cipher, the, the, the kingdom. What I don't something. know. I not remember.
1: But yeah, you had like a. It was like a series, series right?
2: Yeah, and the last one was um, something. How to become legendary, nice. and that, that was done. You know, so it was yeah. all as movies exactly. Yeah, that's how you build the story, and mm-hmm. and some people they didn't even check, but for me it was important to to do that. You know.
1: Yeah like again like i think i really think that's what's missing in the scene and you know why for me personally like i don't care if people people want to make olympics and stuff like that and make it more sport and athletic and things like that okay that can be the athletic breaking but i like the cultural side the kind of like you know not so serious and goofy and doing things and playful and it has that same sort of spirit as like what i understand breaking started of. It's like you know kids made it right yeah and, exactly uh, yeah it's like i like that kind of stuff of like
2: but that's why also yeah. i keep doing the concrete jam because now there's all this comp- i would like to stop actually <clears throat> you know but i can't stop for the scene Mm -hmm. because now it's so much sport oriented Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that if i quit i will i will quit the boat that is sinking you know yeah so i have to to keep it alive to try to make a balance between um between big competition and sport oriented and small jams you know Mm -hmm. and i'm a perfect example for that because I'm a bit the voice of the underground because mm-hmm. of Circle Kings and Concrete Jam. But I'm also host for Red Bull, BC One World Final and WDSF. Mm-hmm. So, and I help them develop their own thing, mm-hmm. trying to bring the culture in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm, I'm on these both sides, you know, so yeah. I, can't, I can't leave organizing mm-hmm. the Concrete Jam yeah.
1: for the scene. But, you know, that, that's important to have your voice. In that sort of space, right? The the yeah. W D F D S F or whatever it is, um, and and all that stuff. Like they need, they need like all those voices coming together, and and the best ideas will kind of s- surface to the top. But yeah, you need to have those oh, that's, discussions. That's the theory. <laughs> theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about yeah your. You host a lot of events, but I noticed like, you know, you won't host anything. You host, you're kind of maybe selective of what you decide to to be a part of. And yes, of a lot of the stuff that you're I, I a
2: refuse, part of. Yeah, I, I refuse uh, to host uh, gig per month. Hmm. Because, yeah, we do this. This competition in France blah 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 I'm like, no way man no way no ah oops oh sorry I have a family thing I can't I'm sorry <laughs> so and and I have a family so uh, with my girl because I think many b-boys have the same problem as me when you have a family you can't always get out you know
1: yeah that's true
2: so I had I came out with this uh, joker thing I have eight joker. Uh, six joker to take during the year you know where i can go abroad and spend the weekend right so i really have to choose carefully where Mm -hmm. i go because um i only have six you know yeah to go abroad Mm -hmm. so i need to be like a super jam with the cool friends judge and i know it's they're gonna have parties and I can make graffiti somewhere and oh, OK, I go, mm-hmm. but I have to refuse so many things.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, just as an outsider, seeing seeing these jams and stuff and having experienced a few of them, like it's almost like uh, if you're there, it's like, oh, it's got the, the Amjad seal of approval kind of thing, like certified cool kind of thing. You know?
2: I like that shit, man. <laughs>
1: But like I noticed that there was just, yeah, like a certain vibe to the jams that you would you would be hosting at or that you would attend. So it was like, yeah, uh, the real deal jam, you were involved in that. And um, what is that one in France, hip obsession and and uh, the one in Singapore, Radical Force and things like that, it's like they're trying to stay true as much as they can to the culture, to hip hop, to breaking, to these things and stuff, even yeah. if it's like competition focused. But
2: yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I am who I am, you know. So mm-hmm. with the time, I, I could build this character and this fame where people know if I go, I don't go to anything. So it should be good. And even in Japan, they, they hired me to come. And I was like, yo. But the Japanese, they don't speak English. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, but no problem. You just have to be there. They won't understand me. Yeah, but you just say, oh, shit. They just want to hear, oh, shit, no problem. They understand that. (laughs) Yes, they understand that. But I was like, it's crazy. They just want me to be there just for, as a, I don't know. I don't know what, but not for hosting because they don't understand, you know?
1: Like, uh, yeah. It's sort of like, uh, I don't know the word, but I know what you mean. No, no,
2: you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. maybe, yeah. hopefully, everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> but it's <laughs> no, like, it, it's sort of that stamp of approval, even if it's the prestige of, like, Amjad is yeah. here, you know? Everyone knows him, and he has this reputation. So if he's at our jam, like, it means this. And, yeah, you know, maybe, I don't know, Japan can sometimes have a little bit of... Things with like you know, uh, yeah, know presentation and image is important too. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm sure the jam was fun. Hopefully,
2: jam was dope. It was a vibe out. Really cool oh, jam. Fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. And some there was uh, Fleo was there. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. Fleo Chizo and other cool guests.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah.
1: So
2: it was really oriented. Um, circle kings uh, style you know
1: oh that's nice
2: if you if you know what i mean because there's always this battle between break dancers and, and b boys <laughs> yeah. who's cool who's not yeah yeah sure. and it's funny because even in europe i never see some people they are in tour a you know so they are always busy in tour a which is the um, big competition sport oriented Mm-hmm. And me, I'm, I'm always busy with tour B, you know, mm-hmm. with the um, anniversary, uh anniversary, uh, Roughneck Attack anniversary, yeah, Real Deal, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Move On Up Jam or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I never see them. They are not on the same circuit as me, you know?
1: Yeah. But, you know, I think that's almost OK, like, you know some people talk about well we got to evolve the thing and sometimes that's true it's maybe got to evolve into something else and it's just not you know breaking breaking anymore it's it's dance sport sure go ahead do that
2: yeah but i was in russia for the european wgsf championship it was mm-hmm. super dope
1: uh yeah yeah like it depends how people decide to go about it right
2: yeah exactly so now what? what's important is that who organized the WGSF events.
0: Mm-hmm, true.
2: So I, I did one in Budapest for the World Urban Games. Mm-hmm. So there was no logo on the dance floor, and there was a live band, there was uh, parties and like a yeah. uh, massive success, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, that was dope. But it could also be like in China, where it was on a stadium on a big stage with no vibes, you know? So. Yeah. It all goes down to the organizer. That's why it's so important. The organizer has no. Meaning in the hip hop history, because mm-hmm. it happened naturally at parties,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it became super, super important in uh, mid 90s till now, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because uh, uh, they had massive power because who you choose as a judge. Yeah will orient the whole scene you know uh in one direction or another mm-hmm. and and you see so many of the those organizers um becoming judged sometimes you know like uh, oh yeah i keep involved in the scene i do this i do that i even start dj and and everything and they they kind of control where it's going mm-hmm. so the scene really need fair organizer that uh, leads the scene where in a place where where all uh, school people would be proud it's going you know mm-hmm. I always try to see my breaking and everything if people that did it before don't like what I do I'm not doing it right you know so I have to have the, the approval from the the elders
1: right yeah yeah, respecting tradition right
2: yeah trying to involve but in the direction mm-hmm. they they like you know mm-hmm. like when i practiced in 2005 in in brooklyn with uh, burn one and ken swift and mm-hmm. burn one comes to me say, yo man your baby is wrong He's like, oh, no my baby Fred is wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can keep doing like this but People like me will never like it, and will think you're a toy. Say, okay, show me how to do the baby plays. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he said this, this. I say, ah, okay, cool, thanks, man. Because for me, I didn't say, i oh, fuck you. Breaking, there's no rule. I do what I want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My my goal is always like I need the approval from the elder. Mm-hmm. But I want to involve it in, in like the brand new old school style. You know, like yeah, yeah. For
1: them to be like, okay, I like where you're going, you know. Mm-hmm. This is something that we talk a lot about on the podcast. Is like that. You know, there's different generations and stuff like the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, now there's like 2010, getting into 2020s, right? That's like what is that? 40, 50, almost 50 years or something, 40 years of breaking and every generation is kind of different right but there's always like a, a sort of essence and like a you know ism that that carries on through those generations and it's a, that's the job of of all these dancers to find figure that out but then do it in your own way that yeah. that's relevant to the times but as long as you keep that that sort of uh yeah essence
2: but, but i'm a bit disappointed with the scene now because
1: mm-hmm.
2: if i check with the time
1: mm-hmm.
2: first b-boy had dope style but they like few moves they were not on the music
0: mm-hmm.
2: music was just like a motivation for the here, but they were not really on the music if you check the footage mm-hmm. then after it was i ah, you have to be on the on beats on the rhythm okay and then and then 10 years later it was like, oh you have to be musical ah okay so i have to have musicality uh it's not only the rhythm but it's in between the rhythm i can follow an instrument so they became really good and after in 2005 it was a bring back uh, the style you know yeah yeah when my jam was all about so they start like going too far into like the roots, you know, like uh foam hats and yeah, 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 yeah. everything. Yeah. And then I always predicted that at the end of all those stages there will be the final one where they master the musicality, the style, foundation, but they are themselves, you know, like yeah. really like individual, really different from each other. And what I see now like the new generation they i don't want to sound old when i say that but they really look the same Hmm. like really there's no character that can really uh, define them you know like the old school guy they became really different like meno and other people like this but the people that are now 20 all look the same, you know, doing the mm. same kind of move you know and it's a bit sad that they now that they master all the elements that we 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 focus on the scene now being on the music, having strong foundation <clears throat> and after having moved inside your foundation and character inside your foundation that makes you be unique now I think when I see uh some stuff, I'm like, oh fuck another random uh lambda dude you know like really good yeah yeah but super lambda because i can't really uh make it unique you know
1: yeah what do you what do you think is uh at least partially the cause or what's what's
2: i think it's watching uh, so- social media where you really see your favorite people all the time mm-hmm. and without wanting you will be influenced you know yeah yeah so now if you are on your back do half a back spin then spin i hockey I've seen this too much you know if yeah if people started breaking because of art like we did like being like everybody else is the worst you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: you have to be unique mm-hmm. that's the fucking goal of art where people say even with the you know like the way you dress item you know like remind or mm-hmm whoever you know there's a whole character from from outfits to moves to to tops to everything you know
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and now it's like a big mix but uh they are musical they have moves but they all do the same moves and dress the same almost yeah like the 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 outfit in didn't really involved you know it came Mm. almost backwards For me, huh? but uh, as I said on the f- uh, focus podcast, I don't know if they care. You know, I was wondering if um, our opinion is relevant for the new generation. Or care? We are old and and fucked up, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But I would love to see new people going in their way yeah like really like going to their way well
1: i i think you know <laughs> and i'm sure there is but not enough. i think there's a bit of like a trend that's happening with say social media that we're learning a lot about how it works and stuff and how it influences you and how it can affect you right like youtube algorithms yeah. showing you all this stuff all that kind of stuff yeah, and yeah. i feel like we're getting to a point where you know people might you know shut out more and more social media and and get back to those have more opportunities to close themselves off from all this like massive amounts of uh, inspiration and stuff like that so we'll see how how the you know you never know what happens in the future right where it's going to go Yeah, but uh, that could be one thing that there's such an oversaturation of everyone's overexposed on social media and people just get sick of it. And then there's people who just go into their cave and, you know, don't show up for like two years and then they're like this completely different person or whatever. Right. And maybe they're just going to pop up all over the place.
2: what happened with bounce.
1: Yeah, he's like bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
2: He used to be super underground with his footage. Yeah. yeah. Like he never released it. Uh, if there's a camera in a cipher, he start tops. He see the camera, he goes there, he grab the camera, put it on the floor. Yeah. So that's the. That's the time where. People were like this before. I remember some French uh, VHS tape that I had where they were dancing. And you see the camera say, hey, no, 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 uh, don't record, don't record, please don't record.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: now it's the opposite. They dance only if you record, you know?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was pretty surprised to see bounces like <laughs> on social media. Now that's Me a, too, man. that's a, it's a weird world <laughs> for sure.
2: Yeah. But at some point when you hide yourself for a reason, and when this reason is gone, you know, because so yeah, okay, cool. Now, now I can release my stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 legend of bounce is already solidified, you know. Exactly. We're talking about that kind of thing, like the.
2: But he could have managing a bit better, man. <laughs> yeah. Because at some point he was the shadow, and then, and then he teaches some guy that were doing his move all over and over, right. so they wasted his art and yeah. bounce could have no shine you know only for the few people that knew him you know?
1: mm-hmm. but i think you know i think in general uh his his legend no is... a true legend and when you
2: know the man yeah. he's like incredible dude you know
1: yeah yeah <laughs> one of the weirdest not weird in a good way you know yeah lots of character I'll put yeah it that way he's yeah. a
2: character but that's 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 the main focus now. People don't understand that. I had this uh, this idea once I was watching The Voice or something like this or whatever shows. Mm -hmm. There was a girl singing not so good. And they were like, "Okay, you take me with you. I want to see you to the next level. Mm -hmm. And the girl after, she sings perfectly. And the guy say, you didn't take me with you. So you stop here. But she was singing better than the first one. And I understood that it took me like some weeks for, you know, thinking. And I I understood that when you do an art performance, you have to hypnotize people and take them with you. So they are not in their body anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. They are
2: following everything that you do.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And, and, And character is a part of that because There's something that makes you want to see because you see something special, so you forget you're in your own body. You follow exactly, and then when it's over, even if it's work, you're like, "Oh shit!" I clap, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think because it's an art performance. Mm -hmm. You have to hypnotize people, Mm -hmm. and hypnotize people comes with being in the present moment, where people really see you are. You are uh, responding to the music. So mm-hmm. if you are two seconds in the future or five seconds in the future, you top rock and you think, oh, which go down they're going to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're always in advance. People, if they see, yeah, it's okay. But I, I felt nothing, you know? So if you want people to see, young people have to understand that character is the most important. Mm-hmm. Showing in your face, in your reaction that you are in the present moment it's where you capture the audience yeah and people don't care of watching the best they want to watch people who make them feel something you know
1: yeah i think that's really true you know and it's you know it's not just breaking it's like anything right yeah a good a good movie will do that a good book will do that Uh, exactly you know a good conversation will do that too You, you just don't realize how long it's been or whatever or what the what you're talking about and um, and I think, like, maybe that's one of the things that makes you uh, a good host, too, is, like, you know, you you help people kind of get on this journey at the jam. It's like, at a jam, you know, especially if you're not a dancer, you know, for, like, general public kind of people, it's sometimes hard to navigate what's going on or just feel like you're a part of that. And I think that's one problem, too, with breaking is people who aren't in the scene necessarily? It's hard for them to like really get it, right?
2: Yeah. I think the role of the host is really undermined.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And having a good host can make a whack jam be really good. Mm-hmm. And having a whack host at the really cool jam can destroy it. Yeah. So it's super important. And then, uh, when I watched uh, The Prince of Valor when I was young, it changed my life forever, you know? Yeah. So I became that inter- entertaining guy yeah. at school and everything because I was playing uh, Will Smith's character, you know? So being a host like this, you have to make people have fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have a good time, even though it's whack, you know? Yeah. And point them the details that they didn't notice that they will laugh or or think or whatever mm-hmm. so my style of hosting was was trying to entertain the crowd and also give a workshop to the dancers because <laughs> there's some stuff you can't do and i don't care to i i'm not gonna leave a hosting i'm not gonna leave of organizing jam that's why i was okay to stop sugar kings yeah. i have a real job yeah. so I was maybe the first one to, for example, when Flexible Flave, they were dancing at hip-hop session.
1: I literally just watched that video and was going to yeah, ask you about
0: that.
2: Paper like this, like this shitting paper. I was like, man, you can't watch. Hide the paper, man. Like, and everybody was like, oh, shit, he called him out. He was he was like KML with the, <laughs> the reveal, you know? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on who can roll the most. So yeah, yeah. I was always like, one guy is dancing, he's finishing around, oh, almost look like breaking. Like <laughs> for me to say it wasn't breaking, man, yeah, or yeah. whatever stuff. And and I think that's my style. And people enjoyed it while they watch because there's always yeah. this little sentence that
1: doesn't make Ah, shit. It keeps things like entertaining and and just fun. Like, I think that that you can tell just by talking with you and seeing how your jams are and seeing how you host and stuff like that. Like, that's something that you just try and do with everything you do is like, keep it fun. Keep it yeah entertaining, but still serious about what you the thing that you love, that you enjoy, right?
2: Like super yeah. serious about the art, mm-hmm. but the package is funny, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, but like that's that's kind of what that's still to me like part of the hip hop breaking spirit is it's like a bit playful, it's a bit serious, it's a bit it's like all of that together, right?
2: Yeah, it's super serious, but Mm -hmm. it's for kids at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. if you are a b-boy that lost the spirit Mm -hmm. and you are super serious in your preparation in the way you are, then the. I think the the art is going to be less interesting for people to watch because at the end of the day it's a it's a, it's a art it's a crowd pleasing presentation that we do you know yeah so sometimes I see uh, I saw a beagle in a, in a Russia I was like please let me dress you you can't go <laughs> like this and you don't have to change nothing in your breaking, just your fi- facial expression because if you are weird, like super tense, people would only watch that. Because it's it's not about the moves; that it's like a like conversation. It's five percent of the word. Mm-hmm. Body language, mm-hmm. facial expression, tone, yeah. blah blah blah, is the ninety-five. Yeah. Breaking is exactly the same. Moves is five percent of the breaking. Yeah, the outfit, the smile the swag the groove is the 95 and i don't know how in 2021 people still don't understand that we don't fucking cares about the moves <laughs> moves are cool but if it's in the whack package you lose in my book and in many people's book you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it's all about that and they don't understand the whole package you know
1: But that's that to me is like that's the hard part to understand is that character and how to but you like you don't get it if you don't do it and participate in the culture and and learn about the roots and the history and where it comes from and why it is the way it is, which I think probably a lot of people don't do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people don't do. But if you are the practice and there's a beginner dude who is wearing weird stuff and he's gonna get some applause because you laughed, you know. There was something funny in mm-hmm. his presentation that makes you wanna clap or mm-hmm. say, ah nice. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, what did he do that I liked that made yeah. me clap? Oh, he yeah. did this, how can I how can I do it? Oh yeah, actually it was funny. At some point, he was a bit goofy and he and he and he did this, you know, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: You don't have to see breaking as a format, uh, top rock, six step, baby freeze, power. You know, mm-hmm. you have to see that, let me have fun on that music. So it's an all new approach that I have. And when I go to jam, sometimes I did the film anniversary jam, uh, I compete. I was in top, uh, I don't know, whatever, first round that gets intact. So for, of course I lose. But when, when Beagle came to me, oh, man, you were my favorite guy to watch the whole jam, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And for me, I won because that's my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is that when people watch me dance, they laugh, they clap, they say, oh, shit, this guy is funny, you know? Yeah. I won if I do this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: If I win with my moves, then I will be happy about my moves, but... That shows nothing about who I am as a dancer. In an art performance, you have to show who you are, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: and if you want to show, you have to show your character,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you have to be who you are to make people like, oh yeah, I really like this guy, you know. It was it was dancing from the inside because the inside um, was dancing too, you know, the emotions. It's not mm. like a robot, you know? Sometimes you see, even those b-boys that win jams, you know? I see, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he did this incredible. But I felt nothing while I was watching him. Mm. That's why people are still amazed by Circle King's uh, battles at the time, because the whole people that pass prelims, the judges, because it was $7, they were like, there's something about this guy is special, you know? And what was special is that he was dancing inside, and you can see it outside, you know like uh yeah yeah with the character and everything you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: there were some dope guys that were fucking unhappy that they didn't go to the top 16 at circle Kings yeah, you dope dope moves, but it's not it's five percent man
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
2: I really think... like the word did you yeah. use.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really think that uh, a lot of that kind of thing, like the character, it's sort of in a lot of ways, it's like you got to figure out the true you, right? In order to have that thing inside, like shine out and come out, you got to know what it is and you got to really understand it. And I think it's like a bit of the breaking history is partially the blame because it's you know there was such an emphasis on like create new moves and and do this kind of thing but when you get into music and letting go and just the true essence of like breaking breaking from what i understand like even the name means just go off you know like that is real true like self i don't know self exploration self-discovery it's like almost therapeutic right
2: yeah and you know what even though you don't feel it you can still play a character mm-hmm. and it will be okay if you plays it well like like okay this run I'm gonna play you know uh, whatever because music tells me like that kind of character. But you just have to show, it's uh, almost like theater, you know? But I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about uh, doing uh, (laughs) whatever I'm talking, still breaking, but in your emotions, in the way you approach the music, you have to make the music guide you on the moment, you know? That's Mm -hmm. when you do like super good rounds. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, oh, the clap, oh, what's so dope, man? I never see you uh, did that that stuff, you know, I say, oh, I don't remember what did I do. I would mm-hmm. just let go. Yeah, yeah. When you let go, it has a major impact on uh, people that sees you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we were talking That's about the sense to
2: the, yeah. to the topic.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah, I think like we were kind of talking about this before with there was that time where um, there was the resurgence of like, do the traditional style and six step and chair freeze and stuff like that. But um, only certain people really understood what you're talking about, right? Like, it's not about the move. It's not about the fact that you're doing a six step or a chair freeze. <laughs> it's like how the person's doing it, the way that they're doing the style that they put into it, the character that they do it when they do it, like the presentation of it, the way it I looks, that kind of thing. And it's exactly it's yeah, not everybody gets that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's 2021. I don't get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Something something cool stuff
2: is that seven dollars member were all about that. Mm -hmm. So when we dance now, people still think it's special, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And we're like, yeah, dude. It's it's not easy, it's it's not difficult because it's easy to to be weird and be who you are and do the stuff and just leave it, you know. Mm-hmm. But even uh, you know, like uh, Born when he was like uh, at his tops, you know, like uh, superstar in the game. I remember I saw him in um, in Ib. He we was wearing a cipher. One guy on my crew was dancing, and he was like, "Is he seven dollar? See, yeah, yeah, he's seven dollars. Always special guys, you know. And my friend was doing nothing, but nothing with style, yeah. And just just leaving the music and doing, not being shy of being who you are, or you know, just uh, true to himself and Mm -hmm. doing some funny stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was impressed by nothing because you can, when you have an art um, sensibility, you can see when something is uh, like, oh, that was that was dope, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure
2: that happened to our practice uh, last week yeah. Like uh, down rock from philly he, he 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 came to switzerland so he's with us now
0: mm-hmm.
2: and one guy was a true beginner at the practice he did some funny stuff and there was a guy like way more trained doing some moves and after dinner, he didn't say just say hi to everybody I say hi and he said to the beginner oh, i like your style man and after the other guy was watching him, like, and that, yeah, I like your style too, man. But we knew he was super <laughs> impressed by the beginner,
1: yeah, yeah, because
2: yeah. the beginner was free in um, yeah, he was free in his mind, you know.
1: Yeah, well, that's always like uh, I don't know if you've ever listened, read um, anything on like Zen, Zen Buddhism and stuff like that. But that's like one thing that really stuck with me is this idea of a beginner's mind that you want to keep for forever and never think like it's this way. Always approach things like a beginner, open mind, free, no preconceived notions of how it should be or shouldn't be, that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you can do that, then you can let go.
2: And when you let go, you don't do stuff that people do already, you know, Mm. like, uh, Three days ago I go to the practice and my one of my friends he brings his girl to teach her moves. Like, oh, this is six step, this is blah blah. And and he asked me some stuff and I say, Man, if I were you, I won't do that, you know. I won't teach her six step. What do you mean? What do I teach her? You just teach her uh, posture and just you 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 let her there's two rules it breaking you know like in top in footwork like posture uh, and uh, you can't have your both two ends in the back at the same time you know mm. you have to like this but the rest you, you just she can do what she wants don't format her already into everybody's format she will never stand out yeah just stand there. keep the posture right and don't put your two hands in the back at the same time and do what you want one leg two legs whatever you know that's it yeah but if she starts like this then then she will be of course different of everybody else because she will develop her own patterns her own way to do and she won't be formatted in this six step uh mm-hmm. baby freeze uh mm-hmm. top rock and you know like just uh more free
1: yeah like give Little, it's like guidelines, but you're not telling them exactly, right? How to do it. They fill in the blanks.
2: Yeah, and if you do that, they, the people, they, they will follow the music and try to dance because they do, they don't think. Uh But if you tell somebody, yeah, footwork, okay, this leg, this leg, this leg, this leg, then he don't focus on music. He focus on his legs, you know. So he's already starting wrong. That's why some kids, when they begin, they are really good because they listen to the music and they do whatever, but it's on the music. Mm-hmm. And when, after six months, one teacher teaches them moves and then he loves the connection with the music because he's, he's focusing on, oh, is it right what I do? Oh, is this leg here? And actually it doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't matter if the posture is stylish, and you don't do beginner mistakes, you no know, like flat hands or whatever, then mm-hmm. you're good. Mm-hmm. So I think the all the teachers in, in uh, dance schools, they should change the format because everybody's doing the same. Right. Like, first move is always uh, like posture zero and six steps, you know? Yeah. NCCs and CCs yeah. and top rock and Top rock the same. There's only one rule, you know. Even this rule could be broken. You can do whatever you want, but it's the it's the energy of breaking that you need. But after you can do what you want. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's really true. So at the end
2: of the day, everybody has the same tops. Almost the same drop. They start with six
1: step. That's it. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing about six step too is like when I when I started out. I always thought of it as like okay that's the that's a move a six step right and as i got older it's, you start to realize like oh yeah it's actually just six different positions and you can break it apart exactly. and it's it's all these different things and each one can be sh- play you can play around with each step each position do all these things with it and it's like like you said when you give i think like some structure is good at the beginning, but too much is like, like you said, it's <clears throat> making it's them focus yeah. too much, too rigid. Yeah. And if you can yeah. emphasize that connection with the music and freedom and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You might look goofy at the beginning, but that, that uh, form like goofy and... is
2: good. Who said Goofy was that
1: good? Goofy, like goofy. Goofy. Yeah. I like Goofy too. I meant, I meant it in the sense of like, uh, yeah. Too maybe too goofy. I don't know. What I mean. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I
2: know what yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah.
1: Uh, what I mean is uh, the 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 body's ability to move doesn't match what the like the heart wants to do. The mind wants to do. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that just comes with time. Like you have you're involved in the scene. You just surround yourself with it. It's like a language. You the best way to learn it is surround yourself with it and you learn it by immersion, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But as <clears throat> deep as the language, the language, you have to speak the same language, mm-hmm. and actually in breaking, it's art, so you have to try to be unique you know in yeah. the same language, so you have to invent your own words- mm-hmm. So if you want to invent your own words you it's better you're not surrounded with people that that talk the same language because you're going to use the same words, you know
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um. I mean, the last thing I want to ask you is just uh, just kind of curious, like, what do you think is the sort of future for for breaking? Like, is it is competition the way do you think that's the way? Or is it?
2: Competition has always been the way, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, without organization, you know, it was always competition that makes one guy be better on the block than the other dj you know oh, this dj is playing this record oh let me mm-hmm. this so competition is part of our dna
0: mm-hmm.
2: now uh you don't need competition to compete you know you can compete in a party or whatever but this mm-hmm. is lost forever i think yeah but uh i think uh breaking will involve i don't know Oh, but uh, there will bench with Olympics and WDSF. But um, is people like myself and may, many other people keep doing uh, real jams uh, and funny jams where people drink and they smoke weed and they do whatever they want. And people with take graffiti and they, they are sensible to art. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they will have a, some kind of balance even though now the balance since Red Bull came out really hard and now the Olympics, it's more like uh, 80% versus 20%, you know?
0: Hmm.
2: But uh, that's why I keep doing what I do because I want to try to have people that learn, like the competition comes to my jam or other jams and say like, Oh, actually, it was super funny. I had a super time, you know. Uh-huh. I make some friends. I laughed. I danced. I compete also, but it felt greater than the than the usual uh, original competition that counts for Olympic points, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, But I think. Uh, yeah. No, go ahead.
2: There, there's, there was two problems to that is that. People always tell me like, yeah, but you know, skate. they keep it on the ground still now, you know, but the problem with skate is that the good thing with skate is that when they were showcased to the world before uh, in the seventies, it was a rebel, rebellious thing, you know, so they were on the magazine smoking weed and, and having like uh, burn their hair or, or, or destroy a uh, skate going to rich properties to take their uh, ball to skate so they were showcased like this so the young people coming they had this identity oh it's a bit rebel, you know mm-hmm. but breaking we never had any magazine to show who we really are you know like and and actually now red bull is doing a lot for uh magazine or pictures and everything but they don't allow their athletes to be who they are hmm. because no no you can't smoke it will be bad for the brand no no hmm. you can't do this it will be bad for the brand you know so it's kind of um, more like a edulcorate uh, version of them and if people start <clears throat> instead of having the cool arty independent mind that don't want to be like everybody else that start breaking. It will be like people like, oh, I was doing uh, uh, ski jumping, but yeah, I like this sport, you know, I will do it. But they don't have the DNA to be different, to be
0: Hmm.
2: uh, rebel, to be whatever, you know? So I think it's a bit sad that we couldn't have the opportunity to portray who we are in a deep manner, uh, we we couldn't have the opportunity to do it. And now it's a bit too late, because the media covering on Breaking is like a really soft image, you know?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: It's... Maybe the only showcase that we have was Style Wars of what a b-boy should be, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, like mass kind of. Yes, to like the, the, to own, the world.
2: Henri documentary mm-hmm. was this. Maybe we need an independent documentary about breakers now that really show who we are before it's too late, just to have a blueprint for the new people to arrive on the scene. Like, OK, I feel I'm like them. I want to start breaking.
1: Mm-hmm yeah well that's on people in the community or someone who wants to take up that that challenge right that's always a thing i think is uh if people if people want something like you said you wanted the jam to be the way you wanted the jam that you wanted to go to and you made it you know Maybe I have, to do,
2: I have to do the commentary myself.
1: <laughs> you, might, you might have to produce this. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ask Red Bull, huh? Yeah. Because I said, ah, maybe if you come, you want I want I want you to showcase the other side of of uh, Red Bull, you know, of of because I'm the Red Bull host.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe
2: you could um, follow me, like um, the jam that I do. I go bombing train, you know, just people to see, like oh shit, like. Um, I understand what's behind the host It's like behind the b-boy there's like uh something you know yeah and the guy told me i would love to but uh <clears throat> i can't because uh it's not good to showcase uh some stuff that are against the law and second thing i have to do uh shows that bring the most likes you know yeah so they produce now people don't produce what they want they produce what people want to see and we like you know Uh
1: so we are in a fucked up situation because they make it for engagement not for what they want to actually showcase exactly Yeah. yeah yeah it's a big issue with uh current current media right yep yeah but that's so why we need I, independent it's, uh, stuff, yeah, you know, exactly. So everyone is listening. If there's some videographer out there, you know, take up the mantle and go and follow Amjad on his daily life or whatever <laughs> bombing train.
2: If you remember Break Vision.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It was a bit like, you know, they were following um, people and you can really see them because they were talking, you know, mm-hmm. if you, for example, I had the rocks Ride DVD. Mm-hmm. and it's rock right dancing for 60 minutes or 46 minutes you know yeah he's not talking one word
0: yeah
2: so you know he's breaking but you don't know nothing about uh, <clears> the <throat> story behind the man you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I, that's why i always loved the mr wiggles video yeah because in his video he was always talking and you know you could have a bit more understanding of what is b-boy you know mm-hmm it's not only moves on a tape. It's like people is talking to you, like make you realize how oh, this and this okay.
0: Yeah.
2: I remember when we had the we had a private workshop with Alien Ness in 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna meet Alien Ness. Perfect, you know, like so dope." So we start. We do uh, six step all the way back, all like a training, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: At the end of the workshop, I'm like. Okay, it was good, but yeah, it was good, but yeah. Okay. And after he was like, oh, you guys have time. Yeah. You know, he started telling a story about something. We were just stretching on the side and he started talking and he talked for two hours. Yeah. And this in these two hours, I understand 10 years of break.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: but, but showing moves, you understand nothing, you know, Fine, you yeah. understand a bit, but not so much. Mm-hmm. So it's important that B-Boys can tell the story and, and go deep into who they are for young people to like, oh, okay, understand, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: understand better now why, yeah. how, and, and the background, you know?
1: Yeah. Like that's kind of one of the the point of this podcast too, is to give people you know, lots of people get do interviews and things like that, but hopefully in this like longer form, you can go deeper, yeah. you can go longer, yeah. you know, and yeah. like I don't wanna, I don't wanna choose. Pe- That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you is because you're one of the people that um, is not just about, you know, okay, like let's the sport side or the you know the moves or you're you're known because you're you won this jam, you're known because like you're, you're carrying on tradition, you care about the culture you care about and not just breaking, you care about like hip hop culture, you care about presenting it right, you care about passing on the stuff the right way in the what in the best way that you can you care about connecting with people. And I think that's so important too, like community. That's life. Yeah, connection with people. Mm-hmm. that's and everything
2: this, this hip-hop world gave me so much that I want young people to experience the same you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: like it it could have gave me uh, because it's funny because when you say Amjad am to what who you ask you can have different question I mm-hmm. hear ah, yeah, the host and people they don't know that I break uh, mm-hmm. some people don't know that I break I ah, had yeah, the b-boy mm-hmm. and somebody oh yeah the graffiti writer Uh, I used to DJ at that club and you can have artistic uh, like uh, facets with everything we have you know like it's really funny it keeps you alive and and if you get skills in whatever elements then it could be your work after you know like uh, like massive graffiti fresco or Mm -hmm. Or just uh, being host everywhere, or uh, whatever, you know, be yeah. good with words and
1: yeah,
2: and fight your shyness and everything, you know, it brings you so much.
1: Yeah, there's more than just moves.
2: <laughs> yes, way more than just moves. I think that should be the name of the podcast. Way more than just moves.
1: <laughs> why? Well, that's that's why it's called yeah, beyond the dance floor. You, you look at what's what's passed. Ah, it's
2: that. beyond the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: um...
2: but it's funny and if you do other elements of, of, of hip-hop you can understand that it's all the same
0: mm-hmm.
2: like the same graffiti is exactly the same as breaking with the same trend at the same moments like people go back to basics like doing New York style and blah 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 and everybody doing the same like everything is the same it's super funny to see all the similarities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's another part of this podcast that I try and try and talk about and get people to talk about is like, yeah, how does this how does it connect to other stuff and other parts of your life or other things that you're doing? And yeah, it's all like you said, it's all kind of the same. It's all connected. It's all. it's all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If uh, I can
2: give one piece of advice <clears throat> that, I, that uh, I witnessed during the years is that people that want to make a living of their art
0: mm-hmm.
2: are in trouble because they might lose the love be- because they have to do some stuff they don't want to do, you know? Like they have to accept jobs that are super boring and, mm-hmm. and might quit the fire inside them. Yeah. The goal, if you want to pursue your art, is maybe to have a real job and do only the stuff that you love. Because mm-hmm. every time you do something that you love, it's a light a fire in you. And every time you do something that you don't like with your art, because you have to, it makes it, make mm-hmm. it uh, disappear. Yeah. And when yeah. it's gone, then you can, oh, fuck it, I go to regular life, you know? So I think it's better to have a normal job and then do your art on the side and when it's really good your art with times don't don't uh, don't take 5 years take more 15 years you know
0: mm-hmm. and
2: when it's super mature then you can only accept the job that you like mm-hmm. that keeps the lighter the light the fire up and then you can say no to stuff no i don't need this you know i have a real I have a regular job yeah but i think it's better to keep because many of the decisions that I've made would have been different you had to, if I had to depend financially from what I do, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that's one of the part of the success story, is not to rely on likes and money of gigs, but more like do exactly what you want uh, and uh, Take the time to do what you like on the side, but exactly how you want to
1: keep the fire alive, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good message, I think. I think it's a good way, good spot to finish up.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really, Thanks for having me. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, just taking the time. I know you're you're very busy with with everything and family and organizing <laughs> stuff and uh
2: yeah, yes. I think the first guest tonight, DJ OneUp, is coming. Oh, you yeah, nice.
1: So, Well, yeah, good luck with everything on the weekend. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace, everybody. Aye. Peace. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed the talk. If you like what you heard, please feel free to check out some of the older episodes and help spread the word about the podcast. If you really want to go that extra mile, please consider supporting on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Even as little as a dollar goes a long way and it means a lot to have your support. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.